Thank you for joining the Remnant Podcast. I am your host, Jackie Wade. God's remnant are those who acknowledge God in all of their ways, even when their ways sometimes do not please God. They are the ones who are always confessing their sins to God while believing he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Here on the Remnant Podcast, we stand on the finished work of Jesus Christ, inspired and led by Holy Spirit to bring all glory to God. Lives will be changed, souls delivered, and faith will be preached and proclaimed as we declare and decree that we are kingdom individuals employed to speak into the earth realm for which we have been granted authority by God. Good evening. Thank you for joining the Remnant Podcast. I am your host, Jacqueline Wade, and I greet you again in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This evening, I want to speak with you on a topic specifically entitled Faith to Live Successfully. And this evening, we are going to go and review six aspects of faith. I would like to speak to you today about one of the most important areas in our walk with the Lord, and that is our faith, our trust, and confidence in God. Hebrews 11 and 6 says, And without faith it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Romans 10 and 17 says, So faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of God. And Luke twenty two thirty one through 32 says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. And then we see in Luke 18 and 8, Jesus said, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? And so today, let's talk about living a life of faith, the six aspects of faith. And so I want to start with what is the definition of faith? Faith means to believe in. It means devotion to. It also means trust in somebody or something, allegiance or loyalty to somebody or something. Now, for the believer, faith is putting our total trust and confidence in God. God wants us to stand on him and rest on him. In Psalms 56, 3 and 4, the psalmist said, Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word. In God, I'll have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do to me. And that is what faith is about. See, when we are afraid, we put our wholeheartedness or our total trust in God. In Hebrews 11 and 6, we are told that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So now, what is the definition to please? To please means to satisfy, to give pleasure to, to thrill, to make happy or to delight. Jesus' desire and purpose while on earth was to please his father in doing his will. Also, to finish the work that his father assigned him to do. 
And in John 4, 34, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. John 6, 38 through 40 says, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of the father who sent me that all of he has given me, I should lose nothing, but raise it up at the last day. And this is the will of him who sent me that everyone who sees the son and believes in him may have everlasting life and I will raise him up at the last day. John 17 and 4 says, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. We also read here in John 19 and 30. It says, so when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. John 5 and 30 says, I could do nothing of myself. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. The Bible is very clear that it is impossible to please God unless we have one thing, and that is faith. And what does it take to please God? It takes our faith, it takes our confidence, and it takes trust in Him. It takes our obedience to his word, our pleasing him rather than pleasing people, and knowing that if we please people, then we cause offense to God. Offending God means being politically right. In other words, not speaking the word of God boldly, but playing it down to keep people happy or diluting the word of God. Remembering we are called to speak the word of God in love, then to please God. We have to finish his work. And it is not how well we start that matters to him, but how well and strong we finish. One thing that we need to remember, our relationship with him is very important. So tonight, this evening, I want to talk about six different aspects of faith, of how to live the kind of life that pleases God. We were created to please God. And so here we see in Hebrews chapter 11, it lists out the heroes of faith. God says of them, they were men and women of real faith. They have set an example in faith for us to follow. Hebrews 6 and 12 says, we do not want to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Now let's look at the six aspects that will help us live a life of faith. The first one is, Faith is believing when I don't see it. Repeat that with me. Faith is believing when I don't see it. The second, faith is obeying when I don't understand it. Faith is obeying when I don't understand it. Three, faith is giving when I don't have all of it. Faith is giving when I don't have all of it. And then faith is persisting when I don't feel like it. Faith is persisting when I do not feel like it. And then faith is thanking God before I receive it. Faith is thanking God before I receive it. And then faith is trusting even if I don't get it. Hallelujah. So the number one thing we want to talk about, the first one we want to talk about tonight is faith is believing when I don't see it. 
Hebrews 11 and 1 says, Now faith is the assurance or essence or reality of things hoped for and the conviction or evidence of things not seen. See, we believe that a miracle will happen um, when we pray for it. Um, while we have not seen the evidence of it, we believe that it has taken place. Or it's like someone who has a terminal illness and having total faith that the sickness is going while, in fact, the symptoms are still uh, giving their bodies issues. They're still dealing with the symptoms. So faith means we cannot see the outcome, but we know for certain that we will eventually triumph because we have put our trust in God. Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. And in Hebrews 13 and 5, I want to give you an example of the Shunammite woman. And her story is recorded in 2 Kings chapter 4, verses 8 through 37. And it was her only son that had died, her dead son on Elijah's bed. And she uh, and her husband had provided this particular bed for Elijah. Then she went all the way from Shunan to Mount Carmel to seek God's help through Elijah. And on the way to Elijah, when things were not really well for her, her husband had asked her and the others that she was going past, they, re they asked her and she responded, it is well. Elijah came to her home and restored the life of the child by praying to the Lord. This woman had faith in God. She believed that God was going to do it. So faith is believing when I don't see it. Faith is um, is demonstrating our that God, we are not sure what the future holds, but we know that you hold our future. Mark 11 and 24, Jesus said, when you pray and ask for something, believe that you have received it. See, that's a past tense. Believe that you have received it. It, and you will be given what you ask for, present tense. You will be given what you ask for. How many of you uh, have really ever said that? I'll believe only when I see it. And I've been guilty, right? But when we put our faith in God and we believe it before it happens, there's something supernatural that God does for us. There's something that when we speak those words, God is now taking those words and allowing it to manifest and bring about a, a, a change, a desire, because it's pleasing him. See, our faith pleases God. You have to believe it before you can see it happen or when it's completed. All of those things require faith and faith is to believe it's possible in advance long before it will ever be possible. See, that's what the Bible says faith is believing when I don't see it. You have to believe it before it happens like the Shunammite woman who rushed in in her faith to God serving Elijah when her only son died and her faith was honored. God honored her faith and faith turns dreams and visions into reality faith is believing before i see it number two faith is obeying when i don't understand it a good example of this is noah just think of the doubts that noah may have had can you imagine if god came to you one day and said i'm going to destroy the whole world and start all over only with you and your family but you have to build an ark to the exact specifications to save yourself and your family. And the ark, I mean, 450 feet long, 45 feet in height, 75 feet wide, using gopher wood. How many of us would have, re have had reservations about such a plan of this, right? But Noah 
was a very old man. Noah was 600 years old when he completed building the ark. Hebrews 11 and 7 says, By faith, Noah, being warned by God concerning events as yet unseen, in reverent fear, constructed an ark for the saving of his household. By this, he condemned the world and became an heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. See, two important words stand out right there for me. It says by faith. And the other one was reverent fear. Reverent fear is another word for obedience. And faith is obeying when I don't understand it or when it does not make sense. Noah would have had all kinds of questions and doubts because it never happened before. But the Bible says before the flood, it had never rained. Imagine that. Before this particular flood, it had never rained. But Noah, being in reverent fear and by faith, built that ark. Genesis 2 and 5 says, Before any plant of the field was in the earth, and before any herb of the field had grown, for the Lord God had not used it, has not has not caused it to rain on the earth. And there was no man to till the ground. Verse 6, The earth was watered by a mist that came up from the ground. Example of this would be like the dew in the morning. Noah, because he had faith, and God, and he obeyed, Noah went ahead and did exactly what God ordained for him to do. In Genesis 6, and 7, 5, thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him so to do. Genesis 6, 19 and 20, you shall bring the animals and the birds and creeping things, male and female, and they will come to you. See, when we listen to God and we trust God and obey his command, even though we cannot understand all the implications when the task is given and we may say, how on earth can I do this? God will equip. He will send resources. He will come alongside us and help us to accomplish and finish what he has assigned. God told Noah, I want you to build this boat here in the middle of the desert, not near the ocean, and I will bring the water to you. Amen. And so as we look, we see that we have to be mindful about being obedient and listening to God and being open to the things of God. Number three is faith is giving when I don't have have all of it to give. Giving and faith goes together. And that's number three. Faith is giving when I don't have it all to give. God sometimes uses finances to test our faith. Have you ever had to decide between tithing or paying a bill? I have. And this is a test. And God is saying, who are you going to trust? See, my promise is to take care of you if you put me first in everything. So in Hebrews 11, amongst the heroes, the first person listed in the Bible is a man named Abel. Abel gets listed not because he did something great. The only thing he did was he gave a sacrifice that was more acceptable to God than his brother Cain. And God listed Abel in the hall of fame and faith. God listed Abel as a man of faith. And it wasn't so much of how much he gave. However, it was the attitude in which he gave that mattered to God. Hebrews 11 and 4 says, by faith, Abel offered God a more acceptable sacrifice than Cain, through which he was commended as righteous. God commending him by accepting his gifts through his faith. Though he died, he still speaks. See, the Bible here is talking about giving a more acceptable sacrifice in faith. 
God commending this act of giving. And it still speaks, even though Abel died 1,000 years ago. Amen. And so a lot of times it's how we give. It's the attitude in which we give. We can give by faith or we can give out of fear. We can give by reason or we can give by revelation. See, we can give by faith or we can give by fear. Amen. And so we want to please God. The more we give, the more he gives back. And whenever we give in faith, God always shows up at the right time. Some people want to say, God, you give. You first gave to me. You first gave to me. How can I not give back? Amen. So we want to give God our best gifts. We want to worship God in our giving. And most of all, you want to name the seed when you give. You want to be specific as to when you're when you give unto God. Second Corinthians eight and three says, for they gave according to their means, as I can testify and beyond their means of their own accord. See, second Corinthians nine, six through eight, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly and whoever sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. And faith is given even when I don't have it all to give. Hallelujah. Our next step. Faith is persisting when I don't feel like it. The word persisting means persevering, continuing. Keeping at it, sticking it out, carrying on, be it a job, be it a ministry, in your marriage, in your in your studies, your college studies, or even in your devotion time. God expects us to persist even when we don't feel like it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 10 and 11, it says, finish what you started a year ago. And in this, I give advice. It is to your advantage, not only to be doing what you began and were desiring to do a year ago, but now you also must complete the doing of it. That as there was a readiness to desire it, so there also may be a completion out of what you have. Faith is persisting when I don't feel like it. When we step out for God, Satan is going to do his job and try to hassle us by throwing his fiery darts at us and bring a discouragement, disappointment, and make us look like failures. But we have to do our part. We have to just keep being persistent, keep on doing the right thing, even when we don't feel like it. There are times when we can feel so down that we don't even know how to be nice, right? We don't always want to be nice or to even smile. Because we go through, but sometimes we have to focus on the things of God. We have to look unto him, the author and the finisher of our faith. There's times when we may find ourselves not wanting to read our Bible or not even wanting to pray, right? We only like to go to church or read the Bible or serve in the church or go on a mission trip when we feel like it. See, the devil is so cunning that he will make sure that we don't feel like doing the things that we want to do. 
and he'll set us up. He'll try to set us to, to go backwards, right? But uh, if you're an Olympic or ever you watch the Olympics and you see the, the professional athlete, they had to spend hours and hours of exercising and disciplining and training. They didn't always feel like spending three or six hours a day. The same with the musician. They have to practice. They have to practice. Or you say someone that's a super salesman, they're still up making calls when everyone else goes home. Why? Because they have to be consistent to be sure that they will be successful. And it's the same way with God. He wants us to be persistent, that we will be successful in the things of him, that we will not give up. Faith is being persistent. Faith is refusing to give up. Faith is doing the right thing. Even when we are tired, even when we are moody, even when we go through disappointments and discouragements, and we have to remember that we have to walk in faith. Now, you ask, how do I develop persistence? The key is to keep your eyes on God. When you keep your eyes on God, it keeps you persistent. Some of you today may be at that quitting point. You may feel like you're ready to give up on your marriage. You may feel like you're ready to give up on school or Bible school because it may seem too hard. You may be ready to give up on that career or that dream or the hope of I'm never going to get married or give up even on your health. You may, you may be even ready to quit ministry because you feel so burnt out and trained. You can feel drained at times. And some of you may think your finances are hopeless. I'm never going to get out of debt. And you may be feeling like giving up. But God brought me here today to tell, so he could tell you, so he could encourage you to hang in there. Don't give up. Keep believing when you don't see it. Keep obeying when you don't understand it. Keep giving when you don't have all of it to give. And keep persisting when you don't feel like it. Keep your eyes firmly fixed on the Lord. And look back and thank God. Look forward and trust God. Look around and serve God. Then look within and find God. Hebrews 10, 35 through 38 says, so do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. Galatians 6, 9 through 10 says, Let us not become weary in good doing, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, we have an opportunity. Let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. Amen. So don't give up. Don't give up. Number five is faith is thanking God before I receive it. When we look at Jesus in the prayer before calling Nazareth out of the grave in John eleven forty one through 46, it says, then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now, when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out bound, hand and foot, with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. And Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went away to the Pharisees. 
and told them the things Jesus did. Second Chronicles 20, 18 through 23, Jehoshaphat bowed with his face to the ground. And all the people of Judah and Jerusalem fell down to worship before the Lord. Then some Levites from the Kohathites and Korites stood up and praised the Lord, the God of Israel, with very loud voice. Early in the morning they left for the desert of Tekoa. As they set out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Listen to me, Judah and people of Jerusalem. Have faith in the Lord your God. And you will be withheld, upheld. Have faith in his prophets, and you will be successful. And as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab and, and Mount Seir, where they where they were invading Judah, and they were defeated. Glory be to God. So we thank God. Faith is thanking God in advance. Faith is thanking God in advance. Number six, faith is trusting even if I don't get it. See, some people try to make God like a, a little machine, a vendor machine, that God automatically will give you everything that you want. But the fact is, it doesn't happen that way. See, God is not some type of bank or, or a vendor machine. He will give us the things that we need. Not the things that we may want greed for. It's the things that we need. Just like a parent, right? You, If you're a sensible parent, you're not going to give a six-year-old an iPhone, an iPad, or an iPay, right? So God is certainly not going to give us everything we ask for. But he said, I will meet all of your needs. And that is the difference. In the Philippians 4.19, And my God will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. So God is not some kind of bank where we put in a prayer and we automatically get everything that we want, right? Some people today teach the idea that if you have enough faith, you'll always be well. You'll never have any problems. You'll never be sick. Everything will be going great. You'll always have plenty of money and so on. And this is called, you know, we have to be mindful of this people of God because we will go through a time of testing. Amen. Philippians uh, 4 and 11 through 13, Paul said, I am not going to say this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances are. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to be to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. And God is more interested in our character than he is in the comfort of our wealth. See, God is more interested in making us holy than he is in making us happy. He knows holiness is the way to genuine happiness and miracles. Amen. And so we want to be mindful here that we just don't think because we pray, God is just going to allow everything we want to come our way. A lot of times if we pray and we don't get it, sometimes that it was going to be no. And sometimes when we pray, he may say not yet. And sometimes when we pray, he may have a better idea for what we think we need. So a denied prayer or a delayed prayers don't always mean that it's a bad situation. Amen. And so Hebrews eleven thirty nine 39 through 40 says, and all these things, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised. Since God had provided something better for us, 
that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. See, living by faith does not exempt believers from problems. It doesn't. Think of the intense persecution believers are going through right now in many parts of the world. Our response should be as in Acts 4, 29 through 31, and trust God to accomplish his will, even if the answer does not come the way we think. Jesus prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. Sometimes we pray for God to remove a problem, but instead he keeps the problem there and gives us strength to go through it. The result is that we come out stronger. And if God took all the problems out of our way, we would end up in the self-confidence and, and don't see the necessity to exercise our faith in the Lord, or we would be putting our trust in man. See, God wants us to have character and maturity. Therefore, he lets us go through some problems instead of removing them. And he gives us the ability to handle it. Amen. I thank you for joining me tonight on this podcast to hear about the six aspects of faith. And if we don't ever read the Bible, people of God, we will never grow much in faith. This is the spiritual food that builds the muscle. And the other way that God builds our faith is through our trials in our testing. First Peter 1 through 7 says, so that the tested genuineness of our faith, more precious than gold that perishes through it, is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So God will use difficulties to test our faith. God will use our use demands on our time to test our faith. God will use dollars, financial giving to test our faith. God will use delays in our life to test our faith. And some of us are here. We may be going through a tough time right now and you're almost ready to give up. But I want to say to you tonight to hang on. God will make a way if you will trust him. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. He will level the mountains and he will restore everything that the enemy has tried to steal and has stolen from you. If only we will live a life of faith. I want to thank you tonight and God bless you in your faith progression. And may he take you from faith to faith that you will see his mighty hand in your life as you decide to walk by faith. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. And tonight, if there's anyone on this podcast that would like to accept Jesus as your personal savior, I ask that you would pray this prayer with me this this evening. Father God, I thank you now for another opportunity that you have allowed me to come into your presence. I ask you now to forgive me for anything that I have done or anything that I have said that has brought shame to your holy name. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead and he now lives in me. Thank you, Lord, that I am saved and I will serve you for the rest of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Again, I want to thank you for joining me this evening on the six aspects of faith as we conclude our series on Your Voice Matters. Amen. We thank you for each and every person that has emailed us that sends an encouraging word. I thank you for each prayer request. If anyone has a prayer request, don't forget to email us at kingdompower0916 at gmail. Listen, I want you all to be blessed. Listen into these podcasts. Walk by faith and not by sight. 
and demonstrate and exercise the six aspects of faith. God is wanting to do a new thing in our life, people of God. He is resetting our faith. And so we thank him. I thank you for joining me. I am your host, Jackie Wade. I love you with the love of the Lord. Continue to go in peace and be blessed. God bless you. This concludes this episode of the Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Once again, I want to thank you for staying tuned to the podcast and be sure to connect with us. You could like us on our Facebook page at the Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. You can also follow us on our Instagram page at the Remnant Podcast. We're also available on the other social media platforms such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can also watch us live on our YouTube channel at The Remnant Podcast with Jackie Wade. Again, thank you for joining. I am your host, Jackie Wade.